I don't think I've ever seen a scene be so dramatic over food, over specifically an egg sandwich or a somewhat crappy egg sandwich, but so much passion over the egg sandwich. <laughs> but you felt her pain. You did. You felt how annoyed she was by it. But come on, it's food. Food is important. It is. Food is life. <laughs> Very true, but she's also, you know, running for her life. And all of a sudden, she's more concerned with food. I can't understand her because food is always food. It's like, don't kill the dog because it's a dog. It's, you know, yeah. Um, it's too important. I feel like we're missing something. What? You, don't these things work best if you know you start from the beginning? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think people I might, should know. I think I, what I, think I might want to. Yeah, I think I might want to restart that. Okay. Uh, so, hello, gentle listeners, and welcome to our second episode of Prima Nerd Podcast. My name is Nisa, and I am joined my by my fantabulous co-host and cousin Bella. Hello, everybody. <laughs> And we are going to be talking about birds of prey, the one and the fantastic. Let me try that again, shall we? Let's see if I can say words clearly. Birds of prey and the fantabulous um, emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Talk about this, long this title. Is a freaking long, freaking long name. So I have two thoughts on this. One, it feels like it should be a Fallout Boy title for a song because <laughs> those are long. And yeah. two, um, there's a reason behind the name of the, the title. And that is um, the writer, uh, Christina um, Houtson, and, um, or, and uh, uh, Margot Robbie, who plays Harley Quinn, but is also executive producer on this project, um, wanted basically a name that kind of, because they got tired of having to explain and pitch this movie over and over again to decide to put a title that kind of just explains what it is in the title so that they, they don't have to keep explaining it. And it was done as a joke and then it ended up being the actual title of the movie. So, like yeah. they put a sentence on the name of the movie. Yeah. It's a creative name, but it's just long. So it becomes one of those things that you have the official name, but you just call it mm -hmm. by its nickname. Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's um, it. You're like, you don't really. <laughs> I think fits the movie because yeah. fits Harley Quinn. Like, yes. It's very her, a very long name and kind of confused, not straight to the point, but yes. it's not a good name for marketing. Yeah. Because it's very long, and the name of the main character and all like the most known uh, um, character of the movie is in the end. So True. you're in the theater, theater, and there is a lot of movies. This one doesn't like show up because it's too long, you know. So I mean... can be a problem. Maybe, you never, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not, it's very unique, which also again, makes it stand mm -hmm. out and everything like that. But it's, you're right. It is a very long name and it's also not like long and easy words. It's fantabulous and emancipation. Those yeah. are not words you normally hear. And um, the actual, the, the, the word fantabulous, the, the writer 
thought that she was inventing a word, but it's actually a real word that she didn't realize. Really? It is a real word. Yeah. I, oh, I've heard really? it said <laughs> as like pantabulous, but I didn't think it was. No, it's actual word. So that was fun. Really? I will I look in Portuguese if these words exist in Portuguese. That, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that'd be interesting to me if it exists in Portuguese. Oh, because in Portuguese, fantabulosa, and looks like a, a made-up word, just like in English. Yeah, it does. It doesn't really feel like an international word, but it actually is. Um, I have to look this up. <laughs> uh, so what do you think of the movie? Well, I really like the movie. Me too. Um, I, I didn't think that I would like because of um, Suicide Squad, because Suicide Squad was something like it's supposed to be one one thing. Then they change the the director and go to other way, and you can see this. So it's yeah, confused and mm -hmm. ah, yeah, it doesn't get the, anywhere. It's, it's not the, the no, it's terrible. You know they're uh, making another well, one, right? They're making mm, another Suicide yeah, Squad. The second one. I don't know, but well, they're also like they... recast. They're changing it up a little bit, I think. I think really? they're like trying. I think they're trying to do what they did with Aquaman. It's kind of revamp it so that way yeah. it doesn't have. Um... Okay. Well, I like some actors. I like some uh, stories. But in general, it's a strange a movie. Yeah, it's a mess. Is the, the word. Is the I. But. Harley Quinn, it's um, like it's other movie, like completely different. Yeah. It, you barely can say it's a um, continuation. It's a, oh? continuation. Yeah, exactly. It's hardly you can say that. Yeah, uh, I per word. It's in the same, but it's kind of what they sort of did with um, Aquaman or it's in the same world, but they're trying to pretend like it doesn't really quite exist. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of there, but not. Yes. Um, so I like, I, like you, I agree with you. I did like this movie. Um, I actually didn't, I knew, I guess from the moment I heard that they were doing this, I already knew that I was going to like it because they were already moving in a different direction that um margot robbie wanted to produce it with her company uh lucky lucky chap uh productions mm -hmm. which is and she's the one who pitched it to warner brothers and she was fighting for it to have an r rating she wanted a diverse cast she wanted an all-female mm -hmm. cast she also wanted women female writer female director female led so she was really mm -hmm. fighting for that and she also was fighting for an r rating but it wasn't until and deadpool hadn't come out yet when she was pitching this so they're like no you can't you can't do that especially a super you can't do that as a superhero movie you can't especially do that with women and then deadpool mm -hmm. came out and that opened the doors for them to be able to do an r-rated movie which i think is really genius because i don't think this movie would have worked if it didn't have an r rating i yeah. don't think it's the same thing with deadpool it you can't yes. make it but it won't work as well because the characters need well, more freedom to be able to do stuff and you and when it, you limit it it kind of takes away from what makes the character the character i agree i agree it's true but um well uh, i don't know like they have some, it's not so um, intense as Deadpool. 
No. So I think it's basically because of the cocaine scene. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's not that, it, and also cursing. But it wasn't that, it was mainly, yeah, so they, they, didn't, they weren't going to try to make it overly grotesque or anything like that, but they wanted an R rating to give the freedom to do more. So they can yeah. have cursing. They can, they, because when you do a PG or PG 13, that how much blood can you show? How much this can you show? You can't. So they had mm-hmm. like the fight scenes couldn't be what they wanted it to be. And it doesn't go mm-hmm. overly graphic, but I wouldn't, for example, when she jumps on the guy's leg and breaks it in the, in the club, uh-huh. so maybe that, yeah. maybe they w- wouldn't have been able to do that when she breaks the guy's leg, when they're fight. those things probably would have had to been changed and choreographed differently or whatnot, because. No, of, I see them, uh, the, um... I see the reasons and yeah. but it wasn't they weren't trying yeah, to make it, it overly yeah. you, you said about the, the the blood and what came to my mind was that wasn't a lot of blood but they really like to break legs yep do you did you did you pay attention to this like a yeah, they, lot they of a broken lot. legs yeah, that was like, like, but yeah, I think no it, broken it's, arms or broken, like it's legs, especially legs. Yeah, but it's also an interesting, I guess, it, but it also fits the character, right? Like, um, it's, it's, um, I think it's also, this is also the first, like, f- one, it's the first female, like, superhero movie with more than one woman, right? Because you have Wonder Woman, but she's, she's the sole main character and you have all of uh-huh. them. And this is also yeah. R-rated, which is not what Wonder Woman is. But um, but I, I don't know why they had a fascination with breaking legs. Is it something to do with it being kind of cartoonish or like wow. funny? Maybe they like way? Tarantino. Tarantino likes feet. Yeah, there's all that could <laughs> also like be legs. That could have been <laughs> they an inspiration. Like legs. Who knows? Maybe yeah. can be. Uh, it, it was interesting. <laughs> I also, but I love the beginning of the movie where she like tells the story from the beginning and it's all mm-hmm. in cartoons and you see like that she um uh, basically already establishing why she has bad relationships with men starting with her dad mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. abandoning her and then like you see it go from there and that she already had this streak of not liking authority because she rebelled against the nuns and all that stuff and then uh-huh. she meets mr J, as she loves to call him which i think is funny um but i, I prefer uh, pudding Pudding? Pudding. Pudding. No, no, no. You, you don't pronounce the G. It's pudding. Don't pronounce the G. Pudding. Um, so it's, but I, I love the fact that, that you see, and also like the fact that she summarized the movie a little bit, like, oh, and this is where we're at right, at right now. We broke up. I took it rather well. And you see that that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> what she's saying and what's actually happening. And yeah. um, so that was, that was funny um and then so she adopts a hyena which i thought was funny which is actually true to the comics she does actually own two pet she but in the in the in the in the cartoon she owns two pet hyenas named um bud and lou which is named after um abbott and costello the famous oh. comedic duo so that's why she calls uh-huh. them bud and lou and the reason why a hy- the hyena was cgi'd is because when they went to go research about having a hyena they realized that hyenas are way too dangerous to be around people because they cannot be trained <laughs> they're really? they, cannot, they cannot be trained they're not trainable so it was too dangerous <laughs> to have them out so what they used was a really big dog and then cgi the dog 
Well, who can imagine this? Oh, <laughs> I mean, but you have people use lions and tigers and bears. Oh ah. my, I, that was not intentional reference, but it happened. But you've seen bears, you've seen lions, you've seen like snakes and all these other animals, but not a hyena. Hyena is not hyena. Safe. No, I, lo- I love the name of the hyena. Bruce. Bruce. I love it. And that she names it after um, Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. I love this. I, I did too. And on the fact that, you know, I, as far as I understand it, she's probably not a fan of Batman, but she doesn't know that and Bruce Wayne are the same person. Um, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that's a who status, knows? but I think, who knows? I don't know. But it, but it sounds like she doesn't know that they're the same person. Yeah, um, maybe. But she's kind of crazy, so makes sense to oh he's hot I like her I like him and everything but he's my enemy but you know like I mean something. it kind of fits something confused pers- yeah it kind of fits her personality right because her name itself is an extension of is a is a her moniker um Harley Quinn is an extension of a classic um Camila Arte character mm-hmm. which is an Italian translate or Italian comedy which is a type of theater that's from like 16th 16th to the 18th century and they is they wore masks for different characters and one of the most famous ones and she also says this in the movie too is the Harlequin which is the comedic servant and they're supposed to be nimble and agile and they attempt to they they attempt to recognize their own plan and schemes Mm -hmm. even though while they're supporting their master so you, i think i've seen this in the cartoons too where like she does everything she does she does what mr j or the joker wants her to do but she kind of also follows her own plan so it's kind of like which is why she always that's why she always gets in trouble with him is because she does kind of a little mm-hmm. bit of both and she also we wields um a bacchettio um sorry the harlequin wields a bacchettio which if you look at what it looks like it looks like an old-fashioned bat which is probably where the mm. mallet and the bat idea came from. Ah, and she wears a diamond sense. pattern. Yeah. And yeah, she wears sense. a diamond. And if you see, she has a tattoo of a diamond pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, the last outfit she wears is diamond, the gold diamond mm-hmm. patterned costume. So uh-huh. it's very much, and she also talks about what a Harlequin is, which is their job is to serve. They're nothing without their masters, which is supposedly what the Harlequin is supposed to be. Also, mm-hmm. fun fact. Harlequins are also a series of romance novels. It's the name of a series of romance novels, which I also oh. thought was funny. <laughs> there's also yeah. that too. So yeah, so there's a well, lot of like there. Yeah, you know, say there's a lot of references to to like little things that create the character of Harley. Like references uh-huh. to Neil D'Arte and which there translates nothing- as to communication, art of communication, technically. But it mm-hmm. There is one thing that is interesting about her character because the first appearance of Harley Quinn was in the, um, the animation of mm-hmm. Batman in 92. And then uh, people like her so much and they put the, her on the comics and became part of the world like officially and everything. And this is really, really, really uh, difficult to happen. Like, it's the common is the comic gets so famous 
uh, that became movies and animations and everything, you know, on the TV. And she way she went the way, the opposite way, and so this shows how strong her um, her character is. Like everybody yeah. likes her, and probably the 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 reason that now she has a movie just for her. Yeah, I mean she's a great she's a great character, and she's and she's a perfect Funny. example. No, she's hilarious. She, she has a very much that <laughs> feel of of um, Deadpool, right? Where she's mm-hmm. aware that she's one telling the story and that she introduces people. And then mm-hmm. I also love the fact that she also throws in, she, that she used to be a psychiatrist. She throws in like jargon every once in a while and she explains things. So she's, and also she's very self-aware. Like when she says, when Cassandra gets mad at her, she goes, I'm not a very good person. Like she's very self-aware of who she is, which is also an interesting well, thing. I think this is, the what they should have done since Suicide Squad because she is intelligent she is smart she is a doctor like a graduated doctor so uh I like they did this now but she she should have done this since the beginning um it's, it's interesting to see this like see uh the way she's still aware of what's happening and what she learned i like this it's really really interesting yeah but it also goes to show the difference between it being a female driven movie versus her character being designed for the male gaze the biggest example is her costume in suicide squad versus her costume in this movie in Suicide Squad, she's basically running around in underwear and massively high heels. <laughs> what? Like is- stiletto heels, not even like platform, like chunky heels, stiletto heels, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. And she's wearing that massive choker that says Puddin. Mm, that's and terrible. so it very much shows that she's not her own person, but she was also designed for the male gaze which is also something you see of the Amazons in like Justice League. They're wearing like really short clothing, but when you saw Wonder Woman, that's not what they were wearing. They were wearing armor completely covering themselves. Their legs are out because they need to fight. But mm-hmm. you see them wearing like tank, like tank bikinis and whatnot, but who directed <laughs> the first, the first one was directed by a woman. The second one was not. The Justice League was not directed by a woman. And you see so the difference in- and that's very much shown here where the women, um, the women, their costumes are designed for practicality. They're not wearing massively high heels for no reason, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not wearing like clothing that may, maybe they feel comfortable in or they're sexy and they're not trying to cover themselves up. But like, for example, most of the time you see Harley wearing short shorts and, and a, a bralette basically running around, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't have that sex, that sexual feeling that's geared towards making her f- look hot for men. It's like, yeah, this is how she feels true. comfortable dressing. This is how she wants to express her health, how she wants to dress, not oh, for someone. Yeah, I would need to make her appealing mm-hmm. for men to find her attractive. That was not the intent and the designs of these costumes for any yeah, of it's them. It's very true. It's very and I true. thought that that was great. I mean, people, there are some people who have problems with it. I think most of them are men. Well, but, but uh, they they heard about all the complaints about this in Suicide Squad. So yeah. they will be very dumb if, if they don't fix this. 
but it's not i don't think it was something that they even were going to do anyway again it was female written movie female directed maybe it's two things you know like the complaining and the uh a new view about this yeah but i think yeah but the but when once you already have women writers and producers women cat all strong female led cast and women directed you have all the elements to kind of already fix the issues that made them overly sexualized yeah i know because but... so it's already automatic because of the fact you have women directing it women i'm pushing it forward that already in itself is going to fix all those issues because yeah. that's probably one of the reasons what they wanted to change from suicide squad it's one of those things because they themselves are women i know this well uh and uh, uh, kind of talking about this as well i like the um, the diversity me too like we have like a lot of different women a different um personalities and races races and the 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 cop the um, Rene Montoya uh, Rene Montoya is is lesbian or yeah bi? apparently she's the first she's but, the first lesbian character Mar DC like the first um yeah and this is like really really good they have like black and chinese and white people um and latina latina and oh my god the personality it's like it's each one has um his own way to deal with things with the situations mm -hmm. and that to think about everything different ages and this too. is yeah and it's amazing to see uh, the interaction between them um different differently from like black widow that is very strong and has a very strong personality but it's the only woman in the in the man in the man group so yeah she's the only there's no diversity yeah yeah that's true um so um i i actually thought that was interesting that she was the first um lesbian character because i thought it was batwoman but that was the first one but then i realized batwoman technically wasn't written as a lesbian until later on like she was rewritten mm. she came she was written into the story and then she was rewritten as a as a lesbian as the first outed or first um gay superhero i think for dc was mm. her and then you have okay. Mont but then but then i think montoya is the first is the first character but she also does become her own superhero i think she's supposed to be the question is her name is named her her moniker and mm. but she actually is a love interest for batwoman so there's also that apparently in the comics um, that's cool that's nice yeah but i also like how they they mention that she is without it being an like without it being a focal point like by the way that is the guy who stole her job the the chief took mm -hmm. credit for something she did right and he becomes the captain and then and that's her ex which is the da <laughs> So I thought that that yeah. was an issue, like when they just mentioned it and they don't make it a, a, a big deal, but you basically see how each one of these characters are flawed in their own ways, right? They're not, none of them are perfect. None of them, they all have, they're all strong and they're all flawed and they all are basically well-rounded human beings. Mm -hmm. Montoya is dealing yeah. with the fact that she 
pests, you know, live in a, a world that's full of men telling, uh, basically taking credit for what she's doing and um, her partner not taking her seriously and her having to mm -hmm. explain things and no one basically giving her any credit for her believing something. Yeah, and but this is a this a this is a point uh, of the movie, mm -hmm. like to show the problems of the woman, like a lot of problems that uh, we face in the in the life, like we're in jobs that um, the man takes the credit or you not take seriously, and there is the scene where Harley Quinn is drunk and there is a man that tries to. Take advantage uh, of her, yes. It, yeah, exactly. And other things uh, on the movie, but yeah. shows like we women, when we watch this, we can say like, yes, yes, yes. This can happen like anytime. Yeah. It's very, very um, real, these problems. Yeah. Um, it, it's also something that um, Ewan McGregor, who played Black Mask, um, mm -hmm. Roman Sinus, um, uh, he actually said that that's one of the things that he really liked about the movie about made him proud about being being in, uh, involved when it was showing the misogyny that women face, but not just like the big ones. Like he, he plays one of the biggest characters who is um, very obvious and bluntly misogynistic towards every single woman you see and interact with. But then you see the little things that happen throughout the movie that all women go through, all the little, all the little things that you see happen around them. Mm -hmm. So, um, so he was. That's one thing that he said that he really liked about the movie was being able to be a part of a story that tells that because he felt that maybe it would help men kind of see the things that they do without realizing it. You kind of see it, and that's one of the reason why he really wanted to be a part of the movie. Besides the fact that the character yeah. is interesting and it's a good movie, but that was an interesting. I like the fact that he, he, him as a man, as, as one of the male leads, is saying the reasons why he wanted to be involved in this was for this. And I thought that that was really cool to show that. Um, what what his reasons for in the movie. Speaking of Ewan McGregor, I loved how it took me a little bit too long to realize this that the scene is one of my favorite scenes. It's the scene where um, she's basically being interrogated and beaten and beaten up by um by a uh, zaz mm -hmm. and and she goes off into this like as she starts she goes off into her own world and you hear the song the melaman her <laughs> singing melaman rose song diamonds are a girl's best friend uh -huh. um one i like that because it shows her kind of exiting her body and kind of being trying to find a way to like kind of protect herself from that situation is her kind of going into this musical number mm-hmm um, the, there's two things about that. One, all the fact that she's there's actually no, there's three. So I love the fact that she's wearing a pantsuit. She took the, it, which is a class because this song is from the movie um, "Gentlemen Prefer Blondes." Diamonds Are Girls, but it's from the movie "Gentlemen Prefer Blondes." Blondes, and it's a Marilyn Monroe movie. And um, one of the things about this movie is that Marilyn Monroe is the main character, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yes. And the other actress in the movie who plays her best friend is Jane Russell. Um, got paid more than she did because Marilyn Monroe is a blonde, Jane Russell's a brunette. Ah, yeah. come because, on, really? Um, mm -hmm. So that was years ago. But the other thing- This is I ridiculous. Like, that is ridiculous. But I think maybe, maybe, I don't know if that was an influence, that was a, that influenced the choice of picking that song. 
But the other thing I thought was interesting about this song, and this makes me sad mm. that it took me so long to realize it, is that this song is from Moulin Rouge. It's one of the songs from Moulin Rouge. And who started yes. Moulin Rouge? Who played the Ian male McGregor. lead in Moulin Ian McGregor. And I'm Ian like, McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the dance number with her and I'm like oh my god how did I not how did I not put this this together yeah, and I'm watching it's it true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know I didn't realize as well like I realized that I'm yeah. like watching I'm like oh damn I completely forgot you yeah. and McGregor no oh, and Margot Robbie is uh Australian as well yeah like you know uh, um you McGregor is Scottish no 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 Margot Robbie is um, Australian, yes. Yes, just like um, I forgot the name of her. Oh, okay. uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's very, very Moulin Rouge. Well, I mean, the, the, the Australian, not so much. The interesting thing is the fact that it's literally a song from the movie, it's a performance, and he's performing it with her. And somehow my brain completely overlooks that fact. As I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, right. Whoops. <laughs> um, yeah. So I like that. And I also like the scene too, when she enters, when she um, walks into, no, actually, no, before that, let me rewind. Again, I feel like, and this is a great point to say this. Mm. This movie is perfect for us because it's exactly how we speak with her starting to tell a story then having to go back and explain it. Wait, there's something else I want to talk about first. Um, that sounds yeah. very much like a conversation with us, which is probably what if you were, I hope uh, uh, listeners uh, will enjoy because that's something we do. It's very, this movie is very much how conversations between us go. Um, yeah. so I, someone understand the movie, they will understand our podcast they will appreciate our podcast more if they like the movie um <laughs> so there is the so i'm trying to remember what i wanted to say because i completely lost my train of thought no so one of the things i love is um is i want to go back to this because it's kind of exactly what happens i love how montoya is introduced in the crime scene when she explains how the crime scene um, oh the scene was laid out really yeah it's the um the camera, the way the camera goes around the, the, the scene and changes and show the past and the, and the present was the really color, the lighting too was great. The like, yeah. The lighting between um, when Montoya is speaking between verses when we see the crossbow killer as she's introduced mm -hmm. in that scene, technically it's the Huntress, but we don't know that yet. In that scene yeah. is um, you have a warmer light when it's the Huntress and then it's a goes back to that like darker tinted blue light when it's the when it's Montoya telling how it, uh, the scene unfolded mm -hmm. um so that was fun to to see the difference in how like it would show her and then you would flip it so that way you saw what Montoya might be seeing which is she's, she's standing next to the the victim and she goes and this is how it happened. It's all about this guy. And she stands right next to him. And you see it goes the camera pants as if to see her point of view of the, the of Huntress going to shoot him with the with the arrow. And then you see it from from uh, Huntress's view too of her killing the guy. But it's very well done. And the color to the lighting so that way. Yeah, the lighting changes so that way you know which one is which. 
Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that you see it happening and then you see all the dead bodies, that also helps too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like this scene as well. But my oh. favorite scene was the, the precinct when Holly Queen yeah. goes into the precinct and starts shooting glitter and like it's very, very, very funny. I saw in the also a reference to Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, yeah, it's true. When like, she comes in I her disguise, it's very it's a reference to Bugs uh-huh. Bunny. <laughs> yeah. And in the internet, I saw people saying that maybe, like in, in the, the, the movie Joker, um, things happen just in, the, in his head. Maybe the glitter and the colors was in the in Harley Quinn head. But I think, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with this. No, I think it's actually, for, for me, yeah, it's very hard to have a glitter gun. Like, yeah. It's, it's, is it's, it glitter? Or is it it's, oh, it's very believable. This, like, yeah. oh, I can enter the person with a glitter gun, so I would do this and just go and, and do. And I, I think I, this, have a confetti cannon. No, but there is glitter, there is confetti, there is uh, smoke, like colored smoke. That is a, yeah. a, all the things you can imagine there. And Rubber I think this is my favorite something? scene. This yeah. is, is my favorite scene from the whole movie. It's, I do uh, like that scene. There is a fact that borders me just a little bit when I, I started to think about the scene. It's that they are very dumb cops. They all keep waiting for her to man. attack them? <laughs> yeah, they do nothing, just stares at her. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. where's the guns? Yep. There's also the fact too that I love that in that scene when she asks them where can where where can I find a girl wherever it is that she says exactly, and then she hits them with the with the with the confetti cannon and everything like that, and then she steals the 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 security pass that way she can enter the the place, and she walks past a wanted post and she goes, "Hey, I know that guy. That's supposed to be Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad." I was wondering who was he because I didn't recognize. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, and well, I, I this scene was like my favorite, my favorite. Okay, one of my favorite things about Captain Boomerang is two yeah. things. So in Suicide Squad, he is played by Jai Courtney, which is an Australian actor. Makes sense. Uh-huh. And then he is played by another actor, Nick. I forgot his last name. The point is, is that the actor who plays him in Flash and Arrow. Mm-hmm. is the is is um has worked with jai courtney on spartacus so two oh, okay. two so and a lot of actors from spartacus have guest starred as villains or good guys on on arrow but i just love the fact that they have both they are both from arrow and they from, from spartacus and they both end up playing the same character i thought that was funny <laughs> although one is correctly has an australian accent to have the name captain boomerang which is what he's supposed to be and then the other yes. one yes doesn't in, in arrow just doesn't have the arrowverse doesn't and i'm like i'm confused but okay <laughs> not gonna really focus on that but um there's i love that scene in the jail i agree with you i do love it my favorite part is this fight when she walks into the um to save cassandra and all the with do- the water <laughs> yeah with the water all the doors open Again, it's that same question of why don't they all attack her at once? They literally take turns yes. attacking her. I mean, it makes for a really cool fight scene. So like, choreo- choreo- yeah, it was choreo- amazing choreo- to watch. Yeah. 
but yeah that that they had a problem with this yeah and also had that like um i want to say kind of like 300 style where the, the camera slows down and then speeds up again which i think <gasps> yeah mm-hmm which was cool, like when she does that flip where she like flips the guy over, like she does a flip and then she ends up throwing uh-huh. the guy on the ground and it slows down as she flips. So I thought that and was very well. And I was like, whoa, yes, yes. Yeah, and then and then there's also <laughs> a moment where she looks like she's about to do a dance move where she like basically like spins her leg around to close the door and mm-hmm. then jumps in the air and falls on the guy's, in the guy's arms and like throws him to the ground. It looked very much like, oh, a pretty dance move was very well done i like that moment but my favorite is actually in the warehouse when she chases cassandra into the warehouse and she um she her glee at finding the bat at that metal bat so they the the, the jail and they go into a warehouse where all Uh the evidence is and Uh she's like looking for and she's like she's like and that's when the mercenaries appear and she goes who are these guys and then they have her and the kid have to run yeah and they, they these guys again they have guns and they don't use <laughs> and they get too close to her like i love the scene really i like i love the scene it's my favorite scene but i can see like why like I they don't have know, guns I, it's just to, it's just shoot at her yeah but i do love two things two points i really liked about that scene was one is well is her glee at finding the bat and then her using the bat to attack the guy. And the one of my favorite ones, when she throws it on the ground, it, it like bounces off the ground, hits the guy. I thought that uh-huh. was really cool. But the, and, yes, was really cool. Yes. And then the other thing is when the guy is strangling her and she asks Cassandra for help and Cassandra hands her a lighter. And I go, uh-huh. well, that's a good reason never to have a beard or, you know, to carry a lighter just in case you're attacked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I thought that was oh, that was great. That was the my favorite scene, really. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. This scene and the glitter. I love the glitter, and I love the scene and love the fight. It's better than the last fight with like everybody. I don't know. What? The last one. The last fight is not so. I, I love the lot the end of the movie i love that scene i thought that was a really cool scene with all of them fighting together in unison i thought that was really well done oh, it was this, cool it was well done but i don't know maybe uh, i don't know the the the, the precinct fight for me was more like <gasps> yes this is really cool and different like it's very very different because i think it's like other ways uh to fight like not so usual like with a bat with glitter with like other things like with like she improvises that yeah. and i think i like because of this and the last scene was more more common like the fight and they they punch and you know like it's more okay. it's more normal than the other one more common okay. I mean, I thought that it was a great scene, but you know, I guess it could be described as common. I didn't think it was. I thought that it was a well-oiled machine of showing how um, the camera moving around and making sure to catch everyone, the fact mm-hmm. that they're all trying to simultaneously fight and also protect Cassandra 
and mm -hmm. they're using whatever they have they're using the the actual carnival she um huntress is jumping on the the that looks like tongues and she's bouncing off yeah. of them and able to attack everyone mm -hmm. um you also have black canary on the um on the seesaws and there's one moment where she realizes she's on a seesaw and she goes oh and she, they continue <laughs> to fight and then you see them use the hands as a way to like like pull it back and like slap and hit the guys with it yeah and they're running yeah. around and it, all these things are happening all at once and there's all these moving parts and apparently that was also a really difficult scene to film it took several days to film even though it looks amazing uh, it i can see they I had several see, days to really practice it yeah. and learn it but when it came down to it they the set wasn't built yet so that filming it was very difficult and it was also done in one shot it's a, it's like a, it's, it's a complex shot. scene yeah and but I, I yeah that, it's a continuous shot it's shot in one so I love someone messed when they up, do this. they had to go back. This. They had to go back yeah. and re and redo it because it had to be filmed all at once. I and like this kind of um, continuations without without breaking, without changing. I like this. I like scenes like this. Yeah, and this one was definitely a great. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really liked it. It's because the the momentum just doesn't stop. It moves around, and I love the moment too where. She comes out, they're wearing roller skates. And I literally went, when did, wait, when did that, when did she change shoes? Two seconds later, when the fuck did she have time to do a shoe change? And I'm like, yep, my sentiment exactly. Just literally asked that question. Because it, I, exactly what I felt. Because I'm like, and I also love the song Barracuda playing in the background uh, too, for the yeah. scene. I like, I like that they, they, it's kind of, they know people will think like you. And they put this on the movie, you know, like, Not, like there's also another like moment it's too. It's obvious. So let's put on the on the movie. Like also, it's funny. The other thing and, I like too is the hair tie. Mm, when yeah, I would like, just Gah. say that getting so annoyed, and then you just see yeah. um, Harley just hand her a hair tie, yeah. and I like that. And they did that on purpose because, as Margot Robbie said in an interview, she's like, "No one, does, no one can actually do a fight scene with their hair mm -hmm. down." And I like that that yeah. was put in the movie. Also, you see Montoya tie her hair back too when they're going to go get ready yeah. to fight. She ties her hair back too. I was like, about to say this because it's it's something that annoys me because I know how it is to have a long hair, and I know how this get on the way in this terrible. So it's yeah. really oh, it's cool. This they. They put this like a normal and common problem for like woman and woman has that has long hair, obviously. Yeah, because and Huntress is tying her hair back. It's really. so like, oh, I can see if it's me fighting, I will need a hairband. Yeah, I mean, I hair tie, um, a hair tie. I never, for example, when I was doing ballroom dancing, I always tied my hair back to do it, like in a bun, because I didn't like my hair in my face when I was dancing because it's doing spins and getting in your way and this is just dancing so I can imagine in a fight you would not want your hair down but I like the fact that that was added in like she wants to tie and you also see her tie her hair back so it's like yes it's a thing that needs to happen and also they're not wearing like massive heels mm -hmm. which I thought was very well done um every time you talk about high heels I remember about about Jurassic World and that woman running around with the high heels 
all yeah, the I mean, way. that was stupid. But at the same time, it's like, well, she was supposed to be in an office. And I mean, costume wise, they could have decided not to give her those massive heels. But exactly. That would have been a better idea, considering the fact that probably majority of the time the actress herself is running around in flats and then has to put on the heels when she's when her feet are going to appear on screen. Because you see that a lot too. Like for example, in uh, Transformers, the last uh-huh. the last one with Shia LaBeouf, the his model girlfriend. Like when you see her, she's always wearing high heels. But when you like, if you there's a scene like when she's like sliding down a building or whatever it is that they're like trying to escape. If you look at her feet, she's wearing flats, and then you see the heels, and then you see the flats. So you know, oh, so this is the, so when they're doing the action sequence, they they put her in flats because realistically, no one can be doing this in heels. And she doesn't also have to be wearing those high heels. But again, movie probably designed for the male gaze, hence why she uh, has yeah. to be wearing high heels. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, and in this one, you don't see that. And like you make comments, like I think in the in the last scene where they're all of them are together eating at the Mexican restaurant, Huntress mm-hmm. says, I love how you can do those high kicks and those really, really tight pants mm-hmm. to I think to Canary. But like the costumes Canary, yeah. are all designed to be I think I loved all the costumes. I thought they were all in a way very sexy, very, very beautiful costumes, but they were also practical. Mm-hmm. They also added, they they asked for them to wear costumes that gave them room to move and be able to do these things mobility yeah. and not being able to be like um just look pretty so i thought that was a great thing that they did too that they made sure to be like oh we're gonna have to you know make yeah. sure the costumes I work for I the actors not just the um not just for the they don't look pretty on screen but they're actually practical to actually move around in and i love that and i love the fact that there was more realistic real uh, realism in like like i said like the the hair tie the not wearing high, super high heels the the joke about why is she, when does she have time to do a shoe change which is still one of my favorite moments because i literally went why what because <laughs> i forgot for a second that she had was carrying those skates but still when did she have time to put them on <laughs> and tie well, them it's a mystery but, but it also well, very much being speaks Holly to Queen, Harley Quinn. yeah but yeah being Queen, it's kind of normal she just Oh, it's okay. There's no one like with uh, fighting with me, put and comebacks. Like I can totally see this. Like she being off the the fight, like totally yeah. off the fight. I can totally buy buy this. Yeah, it was it's a it was a really well done moment. And um, again, I I think that this movie does a very good job of being on brand. In the perfect tone for who Harley Quinn is, it does, it, which is something. I think aside from one, I'm I'm not going to talk. I I can't really say about Joker because one, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch that movie because I don't like clowns. You oh you didn't watch Joker? No, I'm terrified of clowns. I tried. I watched the, their 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 musical number in the Oscars and could. I'm like, Mm-mm, I can't watch this movie. I'm I'm kind of disturbed by the fact that there's too many clowns on stage. <laughs> so probably well, won't be able to watch great, Joker. I'm aware that it's a great movie. It's a I great wanted to movie. see it, and Joaquin Phoenix totally deserved the Oscar. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin. Yeah, well, sorry, uh, in Portuguese is Joaquin. So, sorry, so Joaquin uh, Phoenix totally deserved the the. Best I don't action. doubt it. I I want to see the movie, and it wasn't the violence. Everyone said it's a super violent movie. I'm like I think I can handle the violence. 
I don't think I can I handle think, that much violence in class. It's not really the violence, the physical. It's not really a no. The, I think the 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 point of Joker is not really the the physical it's, violence because no. there is a lot of movies that, is, that have this, but I think it's the um um psychological psychological um con um, I can't say this. Uh, if you tell me what it is in Portuguese, I might be able to help you. I don't know what you, what, can, where you're going. A, no, it can be a psychological violence of yeah. the movie. Like, it, that's, you, it's a very you get really, yeah, you get really um, uncomfortable watching yeah. the movie. I think that was one of the, the reason, the point of the movie was yes. to do that on purpose. Yes. And it's very weird exactly. for a superhero. And this is why I love this, this, this movie. And it's, it's also amazing. Which is also probably the whole point of the movie was to kind of tackle something that you wouldn't you would normally expect to see in. A, I'm gonna put this in air quotes, but technically Joker is not a superhero. Um, he's both technically a in comic book terms is um, a villain, but um, he's. But that's the point of the movie was to kind of break away from what you expect from these styles of movie that they can do more than what you think that they're not just overly stylized that they're not just yeah. one tone that they can have more meaning because the whole point of why they were written weren't written just to be um there sometimes there's a deeper meaning behind them why they were written yeah. what they're trying to tell these stories are not just for entertainment there's more behind them and mm -hmm. i'm i love that they did that i just don't know if me as someone who does not like clowns can bring myself to watch it i can understand you but I think the, the 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 great idea behind Joker was the the critic to criticize the society. Yeah, you know, and well, that was important. They 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 took um, a character that doesn't have a official uh, story like background. Yeah, that's true. Like in the in the comics, he has a lot of stories to tell how he became the Joker His and none of them it's and uh, none of them it's more important than the other or more official than the other so it's very open and so they they, they choose this character that is very open and put with this idea to criticize the society like our society not gotten and like it's what's perfect yeah, I agree. And it's something that I want to watch. I just don't know when I'll be able to watch it because I don't. I can watch like I with see. you and I, I hold your hand, okay? Virtually? Because we live in two <laughs> different countries. Maybe um, one day we visit each other and we can watch. God knows when that will be. But yes, that, that, that could work. I mean, like I said, I might end up watching it, but like when they show snippets of like, I think there's, it's him sitting on the subway laughing, wearing the whole cow makeup. I've seen snippets of that and I watch and I go, mm-mm. Mm -mm, can't look at the screen i can't do it for too long this is this is creeping me out and it's and i know that it, but that's why like it, it's it's i want to watch it but i don't want to be overly like uh, it's, again, uh, I, I, I understand you i understand um, you but i do want to watch it i just don't know when that's going to be because i haven't i haven't um braced myself enough to be able to watch it yet so okay. we'll see um eventually we'll i'll get there but so 
And I think her, so speaking of that, like we're like, of like Joker doing something different and criticizing this movie does that Mm -hmm. in its own way too. It's a little bit, not as dark, not as heavy, but again, it's criticizing. I think it's not so profound. Not so profound. But but yeah, there is, is is there, is there. It is there. It's one of the things is, is diversity. It's showing a diverse cast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You saw Um, um, Montoya is Latina. You have um, Lance, Diana Lance, Black. You have, and then you have the, um, the girls Asian. Cassandra Cain mm-hmm. is Asian. And then you have, of course, in the movie itself, various other people. It's not just one focused thing, which I thought was very well done. Like, again, diverse yes. cast, I which agree. is something you don't see very, which you're starting to realize that people are becoming more aware of when the movie isn't diverse. So they're trying to be, they have to be more conscious of that. But it's mm-hmm. also, again, it's also showing, oh, you think that women can't lead a movie? Well, here you go. We, we, <laughs> had, super, we had Wonder Woman. We have now Harley Quinn, The yeah. Birds of Prey. And we have Captain, uh, Captain Marvel as well. Was I was going to say, I was going to say, although the, the, what seem, who seems to be behind in doing this is Marvel because DC was the first one to launch. DC launched, their first, launched the, um, a female-led superhero movie before Marvel did when Marvel already had established Black Widow as an yeah. Avenger as a character and they still didn't um I, use it and no, then you had I Captain Marvel movie, how many years later yeah but I think um uh, the movie for off um uh, Black Widow it's it's kind of supposed to be have been done years ago because it should have been done there. years ago yeah it's she's there like since uh, Iron Man too, yeah. And she doesn't have um, she doesn't has an uh, uh, a movie for her own, for her own. Nope. Until now, like just yeah, that's... like for December two thousand twenty. After twenty movies, of I think it's gonna be twenty one now. It's gonna be coming out in twenty one now. It's supposed to be twenty, but it's gonna be twenty one now. Um, but it's sure. very it is very upsetting. Like that Marvel dropped the ball on that one. That it's I, like where, I, I where... totally agree but what you know what annoys me as well about birds of prey it's i think in the first weekend of mm-hmm. um of showing in the theaters uh they got back in february only... we could go outside yeah oh, yeah. yeah back in Feb- february february <laughs> you were trying to say February or in, in, in <laughs> Portuguese right. and English at the same time? Yes, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like the second month of this year, <laughs> February. February, but February, sure. February. Um, There's a B instead of a V, that's basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but, but the um, long time ago in other dimension. Uh, in another world in another life in another life coronavirus where we could actually see where we actually weren't afraid to be around people exactly (laughs) so in february of 2020 that it's for the idea of going to a cinema for me i don't i don't remember anymore how is to be outside so okay basically Um, being anywhere where there's a bunch of people and not finding it terrifying (laughs) when that wasn't a terrifying idea Uh uh-huh exactly um they uh they got on the first weekend 
33 million dollars. Yep. And comparing to the first uh, weekend. The first weekend, yeah. Comparing to Suicide Squad, that was terrible. They got 133 million dollars in the first wow. Um, in the first there's a few first. factors in that. One and I, 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 I got ve- like Suicide Squad was so bad because of the problem they have that I think um how can I say uh influence 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 uh birds of prey because was sold as a sequel so yeah so people that didn't like suicide squad didn't went to the theaters to see birds of prey so that's one i got very yes i got very annoyed about this because it's supposed to be a better movie with better um numbers uh, of selling than suicide squad and it isn't well, there's a there's a few factors in Suicide Squad. One, just geared towards men. Mm-hmm. Let's look at let, let's look at the costumes that the women were wearing. So it's more sexy, more attractive. Um, also, you know, Will Smith is in it as well. So there's also that draw. I'm not saying it's correct, but so. But then again, once this movie was being said that it was going to be sold, I bet you a lot of people who are a little bit more comic book purists in how they want their female characters to dress. We're not happy that this movie was directed by a woman. Um, Kathy Yang, Yan, was not happy that the movie was probably produced by a woman. Was not happy that the movie was written by a woman. Was not happy that the the most of these the movie was mostly featuring women, not and also maybe featuring women not wearing skimpy costumes. Yeah, I think there is a lot of reasons that combined it. Did that this. and also COVID was around was about, about this time that it was starting to be a little bit stronger. So maybe that also was playing into the game. But I don't know. All I know is that it probably oh. could have done better worldwide. It could have probably done better domestically if it had been able to be in theaters longer than it was. Mm-hmm. But they, I, I was saying, I was like, as a woman, I, I wasn't like really, really into watch Birds of Prey because of Suicide Squad. So even uh, the man that thinks that I just a bunch of women and doesn't like this and this kind of silly stuff, there is this uh, people that doesn't really care about um, it's a woman or a man or like doesn't care Um, who is the main character, just like movies and heroes. And, but the funny thing is, is that problem. But the funny thing is that the breakout character was Harley Quinn. A lot of people who didn't like Suicide Squad loved Harley Quinn. Hence, why the movie but, was even made. But okay, I love a character, but I hate the movie. Why should I pay for to watch a sequel of a movie that I think is terrible? Because it's not a sequel. But it was sold. The as. movie. It was a movie. I didn't. I don't think. I don't remember it being sold as a sequel. I, I, well, at everybody least not thought it's a continuation because, like, well, that's in not the what beginning, I saw it. Yeah, it was. Everybody th- thought like, oh, it's um, the continuation because it's the continuation of the story of Harley Quinn. So it's a sequel. 
It's logic. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this, and I remember a lot of people saying that won't watch because of this, because didn't like um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Makes sense. I guess, because um, I don't remember seeing, because I, I guess I, what I was reading, what I was seeing is that it was, was the Harley Quinn was a breakout character, so they were going to decide to make a movie based off Harley Quinn because she was the character that made the most success. It was success. the motivation to do the, the, the Birds of Prey. It was the motivation. Okay. It okay. wasn't the, like, but in the storyline, it's a sequence. Okay. I mean, but then again, this also tried to erase Suicide Squad. Like, they didn't show the Joker. I guess they, they want to, they didn't, Jared Leto's Joker didn't want to they didn't what didn't do well so they kind of slightly removed him from flashbacks and whatnot you didn't really see him um and i'm glad about this yeah it wasn't the the best joker i will admit um uh but i don't know what they're going to do for the next one if they're what they're going to do when they finally decide to bring back joker who's going to play him because yeah you well have to be careful at some point i think at some point they will have to put the joker again in some yeah. no they have to movie but it's a they have it but the person who is going to play joker has big shoes to fill you have jack nicholson you have um heath ledger who was amazing at it and then you for also me have, it was the best joker and then you also have the voice of the Joker for all the cartoons, Mark Hamill, who is brilliant mm-hmm. as the voice of the Joker. Yeah. So yeah. you have all these, um, these, these people who have made the character iconic. You <laughs> kind of have to be careful how you recreate it, right? Yeah, it's true. It's very don't wanna... But I'm hoping that when they relaunch the second Suicide Squad, they're going to do what they kind of did with um, with this movie and with Aquaman, which is kind of remove well, itself from it. Because I, like, I, I personally was not excited. But then again, I also see your point, because I wasn't really excited to see Aquaman because I hated his, his the portrayal of his character in Justice League. I was like, I don't know. He's a bit of a dick, but I do love Jason Momoa, <laughs> but his character is a bit of a dick. <laughs> And then I watched it. I'm like, no, that's a who. Who is this character? I actually don't mind this character. Um, <laughs> they decided to use the fact that Jason Momoa is very charming and use that. Yes. The character. Oh he my god, that that no, guy not, is. I, no, I'm not I talking. No words the, the, the fact that he's beautiful is not what I mean. I mean, he's a charming human being. The fact yes. that he's gorgeous is a whole. I, it's, I, it's I agree. It's I agree. <laughs> So I like the fact that they, you know, they took advantage of his personality, which they did not do in the first in Justice League. And um, this did something that Justice League didn't do very well either, is they bring all these characters together and have great character development. Like each character is developed very well. They have, um, they tell their backstory. They, they create these really cohesive, um, well-rounded characters. They just mm-hmm. don't fully are cohesive together. It feels very much like the best way for me to describe it is like watching a Brazilian soap opera. Different stories happening all at once that somehow end up all me- meshing up together in the end. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of 
what it feels like that feel of like you tell this story and then you go over here and you tell this story and this story and then all, all of a sudden they all join up together <laughs> so that's kind of what it felt like but the characters were well developed the story was well done but it was not full, so cohesive as them together as how it was supposedly sold as it being the story of the birds of prey because yeah. they don't they only come together at the end they only really interact with all of them together yes the what is funny because the name of the the of the movies birds of prey and then in the end of the sentence holly queen and yeah. the movie is basically the opposite like holly queen yeah. and in the end just in the end the birds of prey they, and it's they, setting they, it up they, they, and it's just like it's not even like a part of the the movie it's kind of oh yeah and after they become the birds of prey yeah like, and hopefully setting up for their own movie hopefully hopefully i, I agree And that is something that they did really well on like Justice League that brings in the Flash and Cyborg and, and, and Aquaman and don't fully develop these characters, which if you look at it there, I think, I think they were trying to do what Marvel did with like the Avengers, but Marvel did it like as a, there was a plan of like, we're going to introduce each character and we're going to introduce the world. And then we're building up to them all coming together, but you're mm -hmm. going to be introduced to these characters first. I think they should have done what I think in that case, they should have done what they did for, um, for the Avengers where they brought in, introduced each character yeah. in their own individual movie and then brought them all together. Maybe it would have been better than how they did it in Justice League because it was all like, uh? and then, mm -hmm. yeah. but Birds of Prey on the other hand did a good job of that. So maybe they didn't yeah. have to. So the I best know. I can say is that DC is learning is learning i think if dc because it's getting better trying, the movies yeah but i think if once dc stops trying to live off of what makes marvel great and focuses on its characters mm -hmm. and their tones and their movies and their own style they yeah, do because better. they have great um tv shows yeah so well yeah well at least the arrowverse is not technically like, there's dc tv um, streaming service with a bunch of other tv shows which i have yet to see but yes yeah but i mean the arrowverse and i think like they can't they know how to do like a great job with a good uh story with good um characters yeah so the the i think the problem is that they have to to find their own language and they are finding in the way yeah they need to find they need to find the tone of their characters mm -hmm. and actually create a movie that um actually does that like actually mm -hmm. stays on brand for the character and tells the story what they did with harley quinn for example they did that very well with harley quinn they did that very well with wonder woman and they did that very well with shazam I think, mm -hmm. and they did that very well with Aquaman. Yeah. So I hope Superman is where movies. they felt they dropped the ball and try to make it dark ah. and serious, like Batman. I'm like, that's not the character. That doesn't work. No. No. Yeah, so, they have like eight movies, mm -hmm. right? They have eight movies, and I think I like half of them. It's good. Half is. Mm. so it's uh it's it's uh it's 
I'm hoping that they'll learn because they have a lot of great characters. They have a plethora yeah. of things to do, right? There's, I think they have. I think they will. They are. They are learning. They are in the process, and I think like the next Wonder Woman will be good. Me too. I think so, and I I really want to see. I'm I'm looking forward to watch this movie. Me too. Yeah, so I liked Wonder Woman. It was good, but um, I'm also excited to see more Harley Quinn because I I kind of came out of this wanting to watch like cartoons and all that stuff because I forgot how much I like Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie did an amazing oh, job wow. of portraying. Margot Robbie, her. she is amazing. She is beautiful. No, she is talent. She, she yeah. I, I love her. She's 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 brilliant and she brings she a is. lot of depth to Harley Quinn. Like you see. Mm -hmm. Um, where she's very childlike, but she's also very smart. She's very self-aware, but she's also insane. And like, you know, she yeah. is not, she's also not a good person. She's not someone you mess with because at the same moment that she likes you, she can also turn around and feed you to a hyena <laughs> if it's, she still felt like it. So it's, it's um, it's an, it's, I think she's a perfect example of a great anti-villain. She's still a villain, but she has those moments that kind of make her less than like and make you kind of root for her and want her to do well and succeed and then mm -hmm. like take care of Cassandra yeah and it's always something that really annoys me when I see interviews and people would call her an anti-hero I'm like no anti-hero does not mean the opposite <laughs> of a hero it means the antithesis of what you expect a hero to be like for example Arrow from mm -hmm. the tv show Arrow is an anti-hero he's a perfect example of an anti-hero Right, Who? he Arrow is a great example. Oh, oh, Arrow. People. oh, I was thinking about Flash. I was like, no, Flash is a hero. Like, no, Flash okay, is a hero. Uh -huh. Arrow. Arrow. Uh, no, I, I, I Deadpool I thinking, is another yeah, great example saying, of an anti-hero. Yeah, I know, I know. But I no, it's because it said Arrow, but in my mind I was there you is saw the, red the instead of green. Yes. And then I I stopped thinking uh, oh okay, Arrow. No, Arrow is okay. Arrow yeah. Arrow is an no. anti-hero. Oh, uh, yeah. anti-hero. And so is Deadpool. Those are perfect. Those are the two perfect examples of, of an anti-hero, right? They're both darker yeah. characters who are still heroes. They still fight yeah. for good and justice, but they do it in a less than conventional way. And they have no, and they mm -hmm. kill people. At least when Arrow first started. Um, and then you have Harley Quinn, Qu Quinn? Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn Kim, as, Kim. The an as an anti-hero because she kind of walks that fine line of again, like taking care of Cassandra helping out the birds of prey um you know so little things that she does that make her the perfect example of anti anti-villain because you still kind of like her and want to be like find her fascinating um uh, yeah. so yeah. i love i love her as as i want to see more of her yeah i forgot what interview i saw but someone called her an anti-villain and i was like thank you someone who <laughs> understands that what she is yeah. Not an anti-hero. Like I got it's so fresh when I hear you call her an anti-hero, but like she's not an anti-hero. That's not what anti-hero means. <laughs> that's not what it means. So yeah, that's a pet peeve when like, you read this stuff. And I'm like, no, people, that's mm. so I'm really happy that someone said it right. Oh, another fun fact that I wanted to mention, because I mentioned like she the, the hyena thing. Do you know that hyenas are matriarchal? Really? Yeah, another good reason why hyenas are chosen or a good pet yeah. for her to have yeah fits fits the movie it's the, 
fits the movie. I love all these little details where they made sure that things made sense or fit into the world. Like I said, they did a very good job of staying on brand um, and having the right tone for who she is. It has very much the lighting, the colors, the cinematography, but it stays yeah. very true to the world of who Harley Quinn is. It's still very much rooted in our, in like reality, right? It's not like super over the top fantastical. Yes, you have Dinah being mm -hmm. a metahuman, but you see it's still very much rooted in, in, in reality, but then also has that feel of where um, Harley Quinn comes from, like a Batman where you have the colors be a little bit darker, but also bright and then dark and then foggy. And there's all of these things happening. And once which is very much true to, to Batman, like the world yeah. of Batman, which is where she kind of comes from, which is also referenced in the movie. So that I thought, again, I think a lot of ways this movie did a really good job. Yes. Did I absolutely adore this movie? It was the best movie ever? Probably not. No. But um, no. I, I prefer still... Wonder Woman. Like thinking about this yeah. scene, the best one for me is Wonder Woman. I think for but me, I so like far... this movie. Yeah, I think like, it's... I really Wonder like Woman's this movie. Enough. Me too. Um, I definitely love. I love Wonder Woman too. So like, I I think definitely one of the top ones is Wonder Woman. I do think that this is a very well done movie, and I can't wait to see them do more of it. Mm -hmm. and also more with these characters but um we'll see how it goes when these yeah. things are going to be able to be done considering the fact that we have no idea how yeah. what, what the future holds exactly for all these things yeah is yeah every everything is uncertain yeah but what i, I want to yeah but i want to support it even if i don't know if i'm fully gonna like it, i still want to support it for the fact the same thing like you know that was very important to support black panther and this one is like mm -hmm. you need to support these movies to show these movies can sell well so you need to have more of them you need to have more of this type of thing so i think it's kind of important to support it yeah. even if it's not like i don't know if i'm gonna like the story but th that's not the point the point is that these movies need to be supported and talked about and shown that they're doing they're, that they're causing conversations and are being talked about because it shows that they are marketable they sell and that's yeah. important going into the future to show diversity is important women led movies are important um, i so, totally agree so even if it's not the best i still want so to support this movie. representation it's important yes yes and i think that that's why i will want to support these types of things for for that reason alone like just to Make sure that we put this stuff out more and move yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. So I think that's about it. Yeah. For our, for our conversation on a on a different what birds of prey. I forgot what movie we were talking about for a second, and I'm like birds of prey. It starts with the bees. Emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Lee Quinn. Yes. <laughs> or just birds of prey. Birds of prey, or you could even show it to P.O.B. <laughs> shorten it even more, for shorten yeah. it to letters. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed our second episode. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Prima Nerd Podcast, um, and also you can listen to this anywhere podcasts are available. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, several other ones that I don't remember. Um, but also, you know, follow us on basically on a, any in, platform, any platform where you can listen to 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 podcasts. Um, we also want to hear what you think. So, 
uh, uh, you're able to leave feedback or reviews on the platform where you listen to podcasts. If you're also, if you also follow us on Instagram, uh-huh. let us know what you think there. And Very yeah, important hope, for us. And hopefully you'll stay tuned for the next episode in two weeks. Yay. Bye. I really hope to see you see next it. week. Next week. No, next episode. In two next weeks. Episode. Next two episode. Weeks. Yeah. See in air quotes. Yes. See you next episode. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>